3: This is good, good! Uh, See, we've been open for what? Wait, could this possibly be? Oh, I can't believe it! We've finally found a modicum of... What is that word? Uh, Success? Sort of, but not really. Uh, Ah! uh, Come, come, you've caught us! No, no, no! Very auspicious day. Very auspicious day. Today is a day that we have an anniversary, yes. Well, not an official any anniversary, though I believe we are very close. Today is a very special situation. Today is episode 50. We have made it 50 episodes, and you've been sitting here the whole time. Aren't you lucky? (sighs) Ah. So good to hear, so good to hear we've made it this far. And for that, allow me to say, for you who sit there and listen to us, maybe have a good drink, maybe have a nice bravare, maybe you're wearing something very interesting. I don't know, I can't see you. But I want to say thank you for being with us on this journey. Yes, good. Ah, We could not have done it without you. We think. Could we? Ariane, can we do that without them? Okay, Uh, it seems you have to pay for this sort of thing. And if if you don't pay, then we don't get paid, so this works for us, good, 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 good. Now, while my voice is not going to be the best and the recording equipment is having the problems, things are improving, but you don't want to hear about all the back rooms and, and strange goings on and behind the scenes. No, you want to know about the Tau Maria Celestia and our intrepid adventurers over for the Odyssey, yes? Good. And for that, we thank you. We could not have made it this far without you. But we left at a very interesting time last time. I won't go into too much details, as it was the, our intrepid adventurers trying to figure out what was going on with ties, alter identity, trying to figure out how things were situated with our vessel, with all these new eruptions of problems coming through. But what really kept people going, what really caused some fear, was hearing that Captain Jones Stranko, the actual captain of the Talmaria Celestia, had escaped. This, of course, after she was fed a chemical which drove her ink completely insane and was also quite possibly a super soldier serum. Things will not go well at all. So, anyway, I was talking about Dooley, yes?
4: Right now, Lee is considered to be the ambassador, highest ranking Pachmara on the ship. By Dooley, you mean Mirgrat? Mirgrat, oh, sorry. Mirgrat, yeah. Sorry.
5: Because like if Dooley is the highest-ranking Pockmera, things have gone terribly wrong. <laughs> I had
3: this
4: sorry, I had this image of Dooley being body shifted into a Pockmera, going, Oh god, what am
3: I eating? What am I eating?
4: Oh, I was
5: just assuming that like because she was made an honorary Pockmera, like something terrible happened to every other Pockmera on the ship. Yeah, not the and image. now she's technically the closest they've got.
0: Yeah. Tying a
1: human is one of the least bad things that could have happened there.
0: Yeah. My first thought was, okay, I'm going to correct that my brain, and I'm associated with the highest-ranking Pachmorat ambassador on the ship, which means I finally get to name drop. Wait, it's a Pachmorat. It'll still work! I'll make it work!
5: <laughs> <laughs> I assume that most people on the ship at this point are at least aware of Mirgarat. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, they can't help but be aware of Mirgrat, like, three or four rooms away, so...
5: <laughs> <laughs> a. Stick burn. B. Accurate.
4: <laughs> that's okay, there was a part of me going, hey, are you talking about the voice or the smell? Because either way!
5: <laughs>
4: so, yeah, so that happened. Uh, we also had... Oh, that's right! I had the great Thing that happened to me as a game master happened last week. Oh, the gas! The gas! <laughs> I was so happy about that. I told everybody. <laughs> uh, where Ty, after finally getting an opening to look into the uh, the chapel and the area of light went in, found uh, that her old body is now uh, covered in luminescent text of a strange language that everyone refers to as the great book, and they are praying to it as it hovers over an altar place. There was Alan Gibbons, you know, as you've all met before, by the way, I just, I just got to the episode where I introduced him as a full-fledged character. I'm happy about that too, for the editing, you, uh, after seeing all this. You were like going, okay, this is weird. I want out. And Gibbon said, well, you can come and stay all the time. We know exactly who you are. And maybe you should talk to the Oracle, the great leader of our faith. And you're like, nope, done. I'm out of here. Um, or if, you, if you're if you a big person at South Park, oh, God, oh, God, don't care. Don't care. <laughs> uh, I mean, basically. So, Yeah. You're playing Stan or and or uh, Craig at this point. I don't know what's going on, I choose to ignore it, this is me, not engaging and walking away. But the great oracle turned out to be someone who had body swapped into a bikiri body, and the bikiri body chosen was in fact Tuvo's. And that was the gasp. Oh, that was so lovely. Oh
5: Oh, yeah, the the part where I forgot that Tuvo had been body swapped, and so I (laughs) thought it was actually Tuvo for a second. Yes!
4: But either way, it was just the,
5: oh, my God, you
0: did
4: what? Oh. <laughs> Let me bask in that glow for a moment. Okay, good. So, yes, in that point, uh, which they said, look, we know exactly who you are. We know exactly what body you switched to. We know that you are, in fact, Ty, not this uh, Nore- Dr. Noreen Spears that everyone thinks you are. So come back anytime. We always have room for you. And you're like, I'm out of here. Let me the hell out. You, you're free to leave and you're free to return uh how ty did not like throw the bird i will not understand but yeah we'll get with that uh, uh, it's, just, I mean,
1: it's a different gesture. yeah <laughs> she <laughs> was in a hurry
4: yeah exactly you know but he got to keep on brand right so while that happened that's right Ty. i, mean, right.
5: I could ahead. see ty's like gesture of casual affection being flipping people the bird and so her 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 silent, ungestured disdain would probably be sufficient insult for people she didn't actually want to deal with.
4: Fair mm. enough. So I so I guess you've been to New York and you've seen the New York hello. Oh yeah, that was the other part of last week too. Because after all this happened, uh, you guys found the Technomage, who you then uh, worked on doing some negotiation. Yes, uh, Gret has decided this Technomage is, uh, quite frankly, an asshole. Uh, and uh but li went in and did some negotiations where the techno mage basically admitted he doesn't know how to get his ship out simply because you know he doesn't know how to he doesn't know enough about what's connected to it or how to get it out of the structure without completely damaging the ship and he just kind of wants his ship
1: back
5: yeah uh, I, I maintain my assessment that this is a substandard techno mage
1: tie <laughs> to <laughs> the negotiations yep Which is
3: what
4: Ty does very well. Yeah. So between that and also, yes, the Technomage made its presence known to not the captain, uh, or sorry, the acting captain, uh, John Miller, but in fact, to the acting first officer, the Mimbari woman, whose name I have to pull up. So uh, while that all happened, uh, and I believe also... Sorry, you can keep talking.
1: I'm just going to check on something right quick. I'll be back in like three seconds. Okay.
4: So, and Mirgrat also wanted to make contact with the uh, Drazi Luchador, m- the mountain in white, uh, because now that you guys don't have uh, Connor as much anymore, you're like, ooh, we have a backup. And uh, I mean,
5: A, we mean muscle, and B, over the table, Becca is completely taken with the idea of the Drazi Luchador and would like to have him in the game
4: more. Fair enough. I, I have to get to double check some stats on that but yes that's that's let's just say it's viable and i suspect it's going to come up sometime relatively soon yes
5: yes Uh,
4: (laughs) so uh the other thing was is that you guys got you did talk to the mimbari milgram who was the one who was carrying the vorlon piece and got everybody into this situation
5: Uh, oh it's such a pain in the ass like all the time (laughs) even without the Vorlon. (laughs)
4: well okay when you look at the show the Minbari come in three flavors compassionate angry and helpful and so you kind of have to figure out which version uh, he is and he's kind of not quite on the angry but the compassionate comes off very weird
5: Um, Uh, yeah he's condescending uh, more than anything else
4: true but let's not lie yeah exactly thank you uh (laughs) it's like saying these vulcans are so cold and egotistical and um, uh,
5: yes my partner's contribution is space elves be like that <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: let's not lie they are space You're elves. right though. They, you... yeah 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 so you basically you brought him back to be the caretaker of the brains while he and tubo Uh, we're still your apprentices he does kind of take authority every now and then mostly because of age and a bunch of other stuff but he's learning from tuvo right now about uh economic theory and there was some other training that you wanted him to do
5: yeah i think he takes authority mostly because he wants it let's be let's be real honest about this
4: (laughs) well he does come from a very hierarchical society so yeah it just kind of happens
5: Two yeah, well, that's directly contraindicated by the very fabric of pac society, so he better fucking shape up. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> What'd you think, Ty?
1: Tuo is literally a 10-year-old, though, so, I mean... <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, but also, uh, Milgram is a convicted felon, essentially so maybe like the guy who's fresh out of jail uh shouldn't be like oh yes clearly i'm an authority on things (laughs) like dude we literally broke you out of the clink so you could babysit our disembodied brains in jars let's not like assume a level of authority that frankly you do not have
4: Yeah, but he also did mention, like with the mates, that he thinks there's something... He had more information about the planets you were around and mentioned, again, a little bit more about the 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 first and last col- uh, outpost as well as the next mates' says, look, look you're going to have to go down there sooner or later because there's something which you guys need. He doesn't know what it is. He can't tell you what it is because he just doesn't know, but everything that he is indicating, there's something down there that is part of this. And so that's all that happened last week. And then we ended with... I believe it was, uh, I'm not sure if Aparo was there, I think Aparo was sent out on another mission, who had, uh, you guys had gathered together in uh, Mirgrat's quarters after all this, after the negotiation with the Technomage, and basically an alarm bell went off and a security bell went off, which Dooley, being not head of security, but amongst the security detail and secret service, uh, was alerted to, and that was the fact that Captain Starenko had got. Oh, that's loot.
0: right. That's right. Whoops! Oh, I yeah. made a note. I made a note. Where are my note? Forgot about
1: that. I knew something had happened, and I just could not remember what it was.
0: Ah, yes. I wanted to ask Kali because we ended mid conversation with Kali. Oh, okay. and ask Kali if uh, the captain still had access to all the systems. Did anybody bother to, like, you know, eliminate his password or something? okay um hold on a second
4: right i just realized like with our introduction just took up 27 minutes i'm like god i have to edit that out fine fuck it i'll
0: deal with it later uh so anyway so that's that's what editing software is for it is (laughs) we do this every time yeah i know i know we spend about an hour we spend about half an hour chatting about half an hour talking about the game and then we finally start gotcha yeah that's no worries Gamers everywhere. The game is from 6 to 10, but, you know, you can show up at 7 if you really want to because we just spend the first hour talking.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Because you have to have the the introduction, is everyone sitting comfortably? Good. Then we'll begin. So, yeah. So, while talking to Kali, you asked, does she have security, self-security authorizations and this and this and Kali says uh nobody's taking them down as far as i know because this sorry excuse me. <clears throat> nobody's taken them down as far as i know as, as far as i know they they should be uh in the system because she was expected to come back from medical leave when she was cleared so she starts going i'll see what i can clear out but she's got better authorization than i do and for security reasons but let me see what i can do and she you can see her just got kind of, or hear her tapping away at a keyboard trying to do some stuff
5: Yeah, that's a hell of an oversight, Homeslice.
4: Yeah. Well, it's not not an oversight in this case because, again, she was uh, incapacitated in this outward situation. They didn't think that she might start start going on, uh, have to escape Medbay and, you know, go on a rampage or whatever. They were expecting her to get better and uh, go back to work or uh, not get better and then not stop nobody's problem because she would just either fall over and die or just... And uh, be locked and recorded the rest of the time or medbay.
5: I'm just uh, saying it would be a reasonable system redundancy or whatever they're called for uh crew members who are incapacitated for extended periods to have their authorizations per- temporarily suspended so yeah. that no hijinks can happen while they're in medbay.
1: La- med so, but again, in I case, think going we up- just arrest her. Why don't we just arrest her? Why don't yep. Don't you just okay. send the cops to arrest her, since you are in charge of the cops? <laughs> what well, you, I'm guessing you passed that
4: message along uh, to Kali since all of you are in the same room.
1: Um, yes. Yeah. Except yes. To say it out loud. Well, yeah, uh, go to the, yeah. To her.
4: And Kali says, "What do you think we're doing? As far as we can tell, the captain got loose, and we don't know where she ended up. The captain again knows the ship like the back of her hand, so we're doing a sweep-by-sweep search, looking for where she might have gone to. You know." Again, we we are professionals. We're limited. We're stretched thin. We've had a number of people who haven't called, who called in either sick or dead, or otherwise converted into flesh thing, um, or biomass, whatever you like to call it. And uh, so we're kind of on a stretched bit. So that's why I'm also alerting, you know, say the Secret Service person who also has experience in these matters.
1: I look uh, not very convinced by this rant.
4: So basically what she said was when Ty asked why why aren't you sending your details out to go find her, Kylie's Kali's response is, What do you think we're
1: doing? Huh. Um Nothing says so. we're very competent, like a rant about how competent you are.
0: Yeah. Hey, where remember, where was where was she ahead. last seen?
4: Uh well she was seen in Medbay when she conked out a couple of the nurses and ran not only through the halls, but managed to disappear into uh, an engineering duct. Uh, we've got sensors where we're doing as best we can. She's taken off her link, which this being uh, retro future is how you track somebody. Uh, yeah. Not through, like, you know,
0: bio signs or anything else like that. Um Curious to see how that will change in the new one. Oh, don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> JMS has
4: already put out a friendly and nice tweet saying, please don't tell me any ideas or, or castings. I'm busy enough as it is, and I don't want the legal troubles of something I do was based on a recommendation, so please shut the hell up.
0: Yeah. I mean, so. fair. He's smart enough and creative enough he can figure it out, people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
5: I mean, also, like, my friends, this is what fan fiction is for.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yes, you were informed that the captain had broken loose, had disappeared through an engineering duct. Because apparently the captain, of course, knows the ship like the back of their hand. And uh, there is one other thing Kylie did mention, which isn't necessarily uh, public knowledge. And here we go. Uh, Captain Joan Steranko has been an officer for a number of years, up to like 20 years. Captain Steranko is also um, a um, critical shot when it comes to pistols. Apparently it's a hobby of hers.
5: No, no, this is
4: bad news. This is indeed bad news. She also started off as a gunner. So uh, she just said, look, just be warned. If you see a PPG in her hand or a slug thrower, die for cover
5: we do not want to see her hand where her be at
1: yeah (laughs) um okay uh i am gonna step out and call Aparo. okay fair enough so i don't want to be part of the getting shot crew (laughs) 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 that's that's more his thing (laughs) quick let me
4: call a red shirt I mean if
5: we're putting together a, a getting shot crew I have an intern that would be all oh told to do so uh,
4: I'm guessing you're not talking about Tubo in that No,
5: No Tuvo's like my number one intern I like Tubo <laughs> I have kept him alive for so damn long
4: Dear Milgram I'm sorry to say but we all find you a fucker please die
5: I think I would couch it more in the vein of exciting advancement opportunities.
1: (laughs) I did say not to bust him out of jail. Uh, Not for this specific reason, but, you know.
5: Uh, Yeah, like, I understand that you didn't want to bust him out of jail, but I also understand that it wasn't because you thought he
1: would be annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, but he's a mimbari, That's kind of expected. Is that racist? Mm Mm-hmm. We've Fair already covered that tie is low-key pretty racist. Like, yeah, come on.
4: <laughs> Let's just say that it is part of a stereotype.
5: Yeah, okay. I mean, Mirgrat doesn't really hold to stereotypes, uh, because they think that they they are a Pakmara who has become aware of what the Pakmara stereotypes are. Oh yes. Mm. Oh, that that goes without saying. Uh, as one might, while when dealing with a lot of non-Pakmara.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, considering that you, as a Pakmara, as a kind and gentle Pakmara, have gone so far as to wearing your ornate necklaces to help the interaction with other races. So yeah, you understand some of the stereotypes. You kind of go, oh, that's okay. So when you see the Mimbari and. In this particular case, where Ty says, "Ah, Mimbari you're like that," um, while some people would kind of, you know, lean into that, going, yeah, okay." There's, there's, of course, Lee going, "Are you sure? Or is it like the smell reaction? Or, or people just see the the goofy Pockmera and not think anything lovely from them?" And then there's, then, then you kind of turn to Milgram and go, "Who Milgram is?" It's funny that you mentioned that. I have read uh, several uh, treaties and texts upon such ideas, and you're like, okay, shut the hell up, Milgram. We'll get to you later. Uh...
5: Yeah, I mean, he is annoying, and I don't like him, but it's not racially motivated. (laughs) No, it's just, yeah. Honestly, (laughs) I liked him a lot more before I got to know him personally.
0: (laughs) 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 (laughs)
4: So yeah. Anyway, so while Toria stepped out, so Ty, you step out of the room. You call Aparo, Mm -hmm. and uh, Aparo, uh, I don't think yeah, I don't think Aparo was with you at the time, but he he, he yeah responds yes. This is a a, 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 ah Ty, how can I help you?
1: He doesn't know that I'm Ty. Yeah, he doesn't know that he's. That's right. My bad. Rewind doctor. Yep.
4: as the director comes out. No, remember, we did the casting before, you don't know who this is, so that we, we don't get involved with the act. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, okay, we got another take, okay. <sighs> all right, good, all right. And take two. Ah, uh, Dr. Spears, Uh, but uh, uh, this seems to be an unusual time. Uh, what can I help you with? Or is there something at your clinic that you require?
1: Um, not exactly, there is a, the captain who you may or may not know has had some medical issues lately, is going on a crazy rampage looking for Mimbari, And I just thought you might like to know that. I just thought it might be important to you personally and uh, professionally.
4: Well, considering that the, um, uh, so Aparo says, well, considering that she did get on the PA system and gutturally shouted the words, damn I, I I believe we're all aware of this situation.
1: Yeah, I just, Thought you should know that also the cops don't know where she is and apparently have no way of tracking her despite they say being very competent. So you might like to get involved in that or something. He, he, I do.
4: You can kind of, actually give me a sense motive check on this one. I think this is kind of fun to to throw in.
1: Okay. Mm, 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 mm. Let's see. It's
4: okay. Okay. 21. 21. Okay. Um, you get this sense from him that what you're uh, acknowledging when he says, when you say, okay, I think this is something you may want to look into, and his little sigh beforehand, it kind of translates as, I see. Good. Let me look into this. I am. He's definitely curious of what's going on, but he's also, also what's word I'm looking for. He's acknowledging that, okay, yes, thank you. This gives him a chance to kind of redeem himself because you guys know the truth about him that Hi-ya. he's not a ranger he's pretending to be, but now that's out, he can now say, Oh here's a way to prove myself in the eyes of everybody else that I can be the quote-unquote sheriff of wherever we're going and so he says yes I see very good I will keep I will start looking for her where do, you know where was she last seen and you kind of mentioned oh yeah by medbay it's like all right uh into an engineering doctor very good I'll take a look you know,
1: you know and he just uh, yeah yeah they think it. she might also have a gun so good luck with that hope you don't die although I'm not that attached to you personally good luck
4: <laughs> <laughs> don't die. Not that I really care, even though I called you and asked for your help. You know it's you know, just don't die. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, you uh, kind of, you know, he says, I will. I, I will keep it in mind. Thank you for alerting me. Uh, I must go. And you can actually hear, very faintly, a sound of a PPG charging up. And then the call goes click.
1: Well, that doesn't sound ideal, but... I'm sure he'll manage to not shoot himself in the foot. <laughs> I go okay. back to the conference with Dooley and Kali and other people. Okay. Dooley, are you back? Nope, not yet. Okay.
4: Uh, So to that while Dooley is looking good on things and trying to get information from Kali as well as the rest security uh to try to figure out what's going on with this what are you up to when ty steps out to make the call uh
5: where are we uh
4: mirgrat's old quarters basically your bat cave where you had the labs and where you had the brains installed
5: okay think- so we're in a room with with tuvo and milgram and the brains
4: uh uh-huh. also with uh Doo-Li, but Dooley is essentially on a, on a call
5: All right. uh, I am going to ask uh, Milgram and the Brains if they have any knowledge that might be helpful in locating the captain. Okay.
4: Let's see. Uh, Ooh. Don't (laughs) like the
5: sound of that.
4: Okay. The the, the, the ooh was the fact the first card was something lost. That's apropos. Yep. Um, True. uh, The next one is pride, also kind of apropos.
0: The
4: last one, not so apropos, uh, lust, so uh, I'm gonna re-roll that one. Uh,
0: <laughs> so... All right. I
5: mean, if it's bloodlust, I could
1: see it, uh... <laughs> Otherwise, there are kids present.
4: <laughs> exactly! And while we do curse like a, like, like a son of a bitch around here, still have said that this is plus or minus a PG-13 rated, uh, uh podcast, all things considered.
5: It's nice not, that you say we, Dan, like it's not mostly me. That, well, fuck that! Uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, we all have our times. So anyway, in this real case, he says, I, I might. Um, we have, I'm told, somewhere along the way after listening in, that the captain was given uh, a medicine that then went mad.
5: Yes! It was foaming at the mouth! Do you have any
4: uh, any uh, information about uh, the, the medicine that she received?
1: Not at the moment! We shall have to ask Ty when she returns to the room! True, but also remember- I did give Mirgarat some of uh, those pills to test that she- I reading. have
5: fully 100% forgotten.
1: It's uh, alright, I've forgotten too that I even had- this. She, she even had them until I was, like, looking at my inventory list, and I was like, oh yeah. Uh,
5: yeah, so I'm going to... Oh my God. excuse me, I'm so sorry. Um... All right. <laughs> I'm going to give uh, Milgram the full, like, lab report on whatever it is that was given to the captain.
4: The, uh, weird chemical concoction that is one part anti-aging... Immortality Serum, it is a booster for certain parts of the brain, which help with telepathy, but as uh, your calculations have, have addressed, a significant portion of that brain chemistry changing also causes problems, and so... Uh, but it's also a relaxant it actually is a de-stressing relaxant it essentially activates a part of the brain which is uh, allows for stoicism allows for a little bit of detachment but also reroutes that neural energy towards things that would allow for uh, better regeneration better endurance as well as anti-aging process um,
5: see you're saying a lot of stuff but to me it just sounds like the captain was given a cocktail of adderall and ketamine
4: Mm. adderall ketamine and super soldier formula moving on Uh,
5: probably
1: why she went crazy
4: (laughs) yeah i mean those
1: don't sound like good drugs to mix it's a murderous rampage serum
4: (laughs) i believe they call it bath salts around here um yeah let's just say that it's kind of like that i guess but yeah basically it's The problem is that, besides the fact that it's trying to reverse the aging process by using neural connectivity to stimulate the growth of certain cells, which again, add to a little bit of a regeneration, given enough of this, a person could actually regenerate a hand or an arm. Uh, I won't say quickly, and I'm definitely not going to say painlessly, but they could do it, you know, over the course of a month or two. Um, That
5: sounds terrible!
4: particularly because we do live in a uh, the Babylon 5 does have things like cybernetics so that, you know why go for the bio growth when you could just slap a, uh, a replacement on it uh,
5: the uh, only answer I cannot come up with is because you belong to a weird religion which is also something that I see mm-hmm. being the case in the Babylon 5 universe yeah mm-hmm.
4: so yeah so he looks at some of this and he's he actually says uh, may I meditate upon this for a few minutes Please take all the time you need. <laughs> Hi. Please sit the hell down and shut the hell up. Go meditate. Go, go. But yeah, he he bows. He says thank you. He takes the it med- takes the uh, information in hand. Literally just holds it in his hand. Gets on one of the local uh, the small chairs out there. Curls his legs underneath him. Holds it uh, the pad while doing the traditional Mimbari greeting of the triangle. And like straightens his back. Closes his eyes and quietly meditates. Doesn't do hum or anything. Else like that, just like very, very still for a moment.
5: Yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> give me a
4: notice check. This is specifically for, uh, for a mirrored.
5: This isn't going to go well. Give me a sec. Is my notice still terrible? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ten. Okay. Uh, give me a quick
4: telepathy check.
5: That might go slightly better. 26, baby!
4: Alright, so while you
5: don't notice
4: a lot, you just kind of notice enough to be aware of something. Uh, Again, you couldn't say, and this is what I saw, Your Honor, but you could go, hmm, I have a hunch about something. So you kind of open yourself up to listen to the, the voices around and the sounds around telepathically. And... You are kind of hearing... Okay, it, the best description I can come up with on the fly is, imagine, if you will, a Babbage machine. You know what I mean by a Babbage machine, right? Yes. Okay, good. So now imagine a Babbage machine that instead of making clicking noises or electronic, you know, uh, uh, flickers back and forth like you would for, say, the uh, Turing machine later on, imagine instead it's neurons and voices. I just little vowels and consonant noises at random. uh, But like a barrage of them, just back and forth. And so you're detecting that from uh, Milgram himself as he meditates for a moment or two. And the funny thing is, is that whatever he's doing, it sounds so different than anything else you've ever encountered, even telepathically. And I know you have the alien uh, adaptation, which allows you- you don't take the negatives for contacting another species' mind, but in this particular case, it's really weird. And so, after a few moments, he opens up his eyes, and he says, Humans shouldn't have this. How did he get it? How did- how did you- excuse me, how did you acquire this?
5: I believe you war criminal!
4: That is indeed intriguing. I wonder how he got it. This is-
5: My guess would be crime!
4: Well, as you say, he is a war criminal. Still, this is something that is a failed experiment. Uh, The success rate for this, for even giving this to a person is 10%, 20 maybe? Particularly for modern biology, but this was adapted for an entirely different species that has been dead for 2,000 years.
5: That sounds unlikely.
4: Hmm, probably is. My guess is that he didn't develop it himself. He got information and tried to recreate it. But as for this, it's an adaptogen. Uh, all it's supposed to do is, again, I, I, see, I see by your records, anti-aging, yes, but it also... Um, To use a term, which I do not like, but it is the only human term I can come up with. Accelerates evolution, adapting to the environment.
5: I also do not like that term.
4: (laughs) (laughs) If you were to give this to say a human who did not die or go crazy after taking this medication and drop them on say, bio, or a gas giant, or uh, a, a nitrogen-rich atmos- atmosphere with no oxygen. Given a few months to adapt, if they survived that long, they would in- be in- not only adapt to that situation, be able to breed true that adaption and create an entirely new species.
5: That sounds highly unlikely. A human dropped on a gas giant would probably be crushed gravitationally before having the chance to adapt.
4: Exactly, but it was just an example. But again, something which was rarely to adapt. Uh, uh, Again, uh, a 2% oxygen environment, a heavy methane uh, environment. If they managed to survive for a period of time, I would say, you know, anywhere between a couple of weeks to a month, then they would be fully adapted to that environment and could colonize it.
5: Again, surviving in an environment where you are unable to breathe for more for more than a few seconds at a time seems extremely unlikely.
4: Indeed, I'm not saying this is completely viable or something that should be manufactured on a on a uh, extensive basis. But it's also a failed experiment. This isn't correct. It's as if he has 40% of the, na- of the necessary computations, calculations, and chemicals. Formulas aren't correct. He's learning. And he's given this to the captain, to adapt to this environment.
5: The environment that she was already living and surviving successfully in!
4: Under stress, however, how did she deal with the stress?
5: That is unclear at this time. However, I believe the captain's quarters do include a jacuzzi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I apologize, Dan, that is canon now. It is? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh,
4: hi, Di. Hi, hi, Julie, welcome back.
0: Uh, yeah.
5: Listen, I am just setting us up for the inevitable beach episode substitute where the gang infiltrates the captain's quarters to make use of her jacuzzi. Yeah,
0: as long as we don't do a musical, we're good.
4: That's you to the question, does would Mirgrat wear a one-piece or a two-piece? I don't know how they how that works for Pock uh, uh, Oh, who says Mirgat would wear
0: anything? Yeah. <laughs> <I
5: mean. laughs> Well, a uh, Murgrat would. Uh, I like the Paukara are by nature semi-amphibious, so I have to assume that the 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 librarians' robes would be like waterproof or resistant to some extent.
3: Sure um,
5: Like, I would not be shocked if 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 librarian robes are actually just secretly made of neoprene.
4: Well, okay. All I have to say is for the, those, those ropes, though, uh, wash them before going into the jacuzzi, or you're the only person going into that jacuzzi.
5: I mean, there are benefits to being the only person going into that. <laughs> <laughs> like, who says Meregrat's not doing that on purpose? Fair enough. Anyway, but, uh, again... Meregrat has their own jacuzzi now. I don't <laughs> see what the problem
4: is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, capitalism at its finest anyway uh to yeah, me collected there but in this particular case again you, you don't know what the captain has it might have a jacuzzi it might not I'll get, i think of is a zero g jacuzzi but then again this is a luxury vessel so i won't say that's not impossible uh, i mean it's
5: not zero like we have artificial gravity
4: that's true that's true but uh again water is a of you know anyway so but uh, yeah so but the captain was under a lot of stress. The stress was heightened by the fact that it was she was in a strange place. This is an area of space nobody has ever gone to. No human has gone to it for... Gee, I wonder years. whose
5: fault that is, Milgram! He, he
4: bows. I understand.
5: No, no, I said that in the Becca voice, not the Mirgarat voice. <laughs>
4: okay, yeah, fair enough, yes. Uh, <laughs> but due to that stress, as well as the stress of the environment, and... Uh, everything else, the fact that she's saying, damn Minbari, uh, I'm assuming she has either something against me or something against Minbari in general. And I believe she has, the, has
5: something against you, being as you are the one who calls us to go off course in the first place. One might I, even say that the captain's additional stress is your fault.
1: <laughs> Harsh. No, like Harsh.
4: A little harsh when 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 Puck had it with your shit. Uh,
5: <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny whether or not Mireille has fingers. Uh, but if they do, I know exactly where those fingers are pointing.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> Fair
4: enough. I thought you were about to say you know exactly which one of them are raised.
5: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, also I think like I have at least six ranks in knowledge culture humans. I think Miragurat is familiar with that gesture. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, if you had ten ranks of humans then you could do the other gestures that are known from other parts of the, uh, society that are uh, just as intriguing
1: uh, yeah so.
5: I, I'm I'm going to ha- say w- we can table the discussion for for the cultural. <laughs> agglomeration of single uh, of of plant of planetary cultures for another day because that's gonna be a long one
4: fair enough <laughs> i'm sorry now i'm getting the, just in my head the uh treatise of insulting gestures by species by bureaucrat. Uh, mir- uh, mir- uh, mir- mir- please please enter into library i, I
5: that that seems extremely likely
4: <laughs> so basically um uh, so what you were again after talking to Milgram he says, yes, but I understand. And I I take that responsibility, which is what I'm here trying to do. But at the same time, I think that if she hasn't gone insane by the chemical, she has adapted to the environment. One of, he tries to, like, process the right word. For lack of better term, on radiation. This is on space, or was at one point essentially. So, some of the residue would have also been left from their touch, since they are ancient species. In that case, I think what you're going to encounter is her adapting to that, as well as receiving the other uh, problems with this medication. The I don't think the aging is going to be coming up as a problem immediately, but the regeneration might.
5: And now she's in the air ducts, so we basically have an immortal feral raccoon. Great. (laughs) Oh, God.
4: I believe that would be an immortal feral raccoon on a rampage.
5: (laughs) That was in the (laughs) Becca voice.
4: (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I'm
0: getting used to that again. Like I said, I'm sorry. I have a little tired. Uh, Julie, kind of, I, I missed a lot of this conversation because I came back and my computer wanted to be restored. But Julie says, um, is there some reason why we can't just gas her?
4: Um, he says... You might also uh,
1: gas Aparo by accident, just so you know.
4: Well, we'd have to find them first, then throw in Morph Gas, I would assume. And she might succumb to the Morph Gas or she might adapt to
1: the Morph Gas. Hmm. And you might guess Aparo. You may or may
0: yeah. not care about that, but... <laughs> well, I mean, so they both go to sleep. That would be one outcome, and that's not a bad thing. If only Aparo goes to sleep and she's still on her murderous rampage, then that's an issue. Um,
5: Especially given that Aparo
1: isn't yeah. mm-hmm. in barry. Yeah. hmm
0: And then that pause as everyone thinks for a second. All right, so what are we doing?
1: Um, Aparo's on the job. I say we just wait for him or and see if he can do it. See if he can deal with this. We could probably put everyone in lockdown, though. That might be useful. That yeah. might be idea.
5: Perhaps we should guard our own air vent, just as a precaution.
1: Um, I don't really know what you expect me personally to do. If she comes out of the air vents, could she even fit through the air vents in the quarters? That seems unlikely. Those are There's only one cool. way in or out, and that's the yeah. door. So mm-hmm. just, yeah, we'll just tell these dummies not to open the door for strangers. You would think they would be good at that by now, but... <laughs> mm.
4: Okay, so basically the idea is to issue a station-wide, or sorry, ship-wide lockdown so that security can go through uh, the the doors and rooms to try to see if they can find the captain and deal with her uh while at the same time keep everyone kind of safe as best they can right Mm -hmm.
1: yes okay
5: i mean maybe we maybe we should go with like a cover story like we could tell them there's actually a feral raccoon because i feel like that might incite less panic than like
1: yeah that the captain is out of her mind and wants to murder the captain who's a former sharpshooter Wants to do a genocide right right quick? Yeah, that's probably a good idea, actually. Just tell them there's, like, a security system test or something.
4: Okay.
5: I mean, a security All system right. test does sound like an obvious lie, but, like,
1: eh. It'll keep them guessing what the lies to covers, so they'll be entertained for a few hours. Oh, that's a good point.
4: Ah, uh, nothing like a fire drill to keep everyone on their toes. Um... So, okay but you pass that information along to Doo-Lee's Lee. the one who can actually make the call on this one simply because she has the connection to uh to security who who are the ones who could actually issue this
0: okay uh so. yeah so we'll i guess do the the uh what is it called general quarters
4: a call for general quarters you can pass on to yeah Cali. And uh, so when you contact Kali, she's like, all right, very well. General quarters it is, and we'll do a room-by-room sweep. But,
0: While I have you on the f- communications mm-hmm. device, whatever it's called. Uh, com link. The com link. Link. The com link. While I have on the link, uh, you, how goes the captain's account? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have it locked down.
4: She shouldn't have any av- available uh, access to anything. Uh, we've avoided her passwords and otherwise uh, locked it down. We've just disabled the account. Okay. So, in theory, she shouldn't have any access to anything.
5: I don't like the modifier she had to put in front of that sentence, but okay.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's really hard to hack into a fairly sophisticated security system and also do a genocide at the same time, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. Mm -hmm. Well, one would hope anyway. You would think. Mm -hmm. I would have trouble with that, just personally. Not that I would ever try to do either of those things. All right, just to
0: summarize what I missed, you put Apollo on the job of finding the captain. We've got everybody in General Quarters, so nobody gets hurt. And also with General Quarters, we can start searching.
5: Yes. Okay. Man, we sound kind of competent.
1: I know, right? (laughs) Isn't new for
0: us. <laughs> All right, so, so we need to coordinate with Kali though, because I imagine she also has people searching, so pick a spot where no one's searching. Well, are
4: you going to search, or well, I thought the general idea was
0: uh, lock it down and let the quote unquote
4: professionals deal with it. Oh,
0: that would be better.
1: Yeah, Again, I I'm, a, I'm okay with either way, but involved yeah. In this murderous rampage thing.
4: Okay. Yeah, as, as as Ty goes, I'm not Minvari. I am I'm not the target of this rampage. I'll be fine.
1: Uh, I don't really want to put myself out there just in case. You just never know.
0: So, okay. All so right. what are we gonna do while we wait?
1: Has,
4: um, has
0: anyone played parchisi? Uh. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, Well, I am going to contact the engineers that we, didn't we talk to the engineers about removing that ship or at least coming up with a plan to remove the ship?
1: Well, Uh, I would have if this thing hadn't happened first, but I suppose we could just call them up since we're not doing anything and they're in lockdown. Um, I feel like
0: this is a better face-to-face thing. Okay, okay, we'll walk through
1: the murderous rampage infested ship to, to <laughs> talk to the engineers face-to-face when we could just call them. Fine, we will call them. There we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have such a way of painting a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like, you think, uh, it's
4: okay. Me as the storyteller is like the, hmm, this is like that, uh, that scene from uh, Str- uh, Stranger Than Fiction. I can work with this um
1: uh yeah Ty is not that dumb
4: it's okay i also then also bring in the idea of what alfred hitchcock once said he said you know how do people how should people survive their movies by his book he says well when you see a killer you should call the police but where's the drama in that
0: um <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so we'll okay. call up the engineers See so yes, yeah, so you call up the
4: engineers to try to figure out what's going on. And you have a little discussion about where it's possible that um, <laughs> um, it's possible that uh, they might be able to do something. But unfortunately, wherever they put that, as far as they're concerned, there wasn't a ship they put in. It was just a piece of wreckage. Essentially, they recycled uh, deck plating into... <laughs> You know, infrastructure, and so, yeah. You know, why, well, why re, know. remelt and recut something when you could just, you know, pop it into place?
0: I don't care what they call it. We need to get it free and send it on its way. He said,
4: "Well, that's going to be a trick." The basic engineer, judging from a few things, he said, "We could look into this, but as far as we can tell, that's part of a main infrastructure." Placement, In other words, that's part of the, uh, to use architectural
0: terms, it's a load-bearing wall. Okay, so you brace it up, take it out, put it in a new load-bearing wall. Which they say, which we could do in dock. We're in the
4: middle, you know, we're kind of now stopped being a ship and are now mostly a space station uh, without a dock. So if we were in a dock, yeah, sure. But we're not in a dock. Harder to do. Harder. Okay, well,
1: I guess... Write up a report and keep working on it and send me the report so I can tell this fucking guy that we are working on it and that he also needs to uphold to hold up his end of the bargain or also work on his
0: end of the bargain. And and just so the engineers know, we're going to tell him his end of the bargain is getting us closer to home.
4: Mm-hmm. He, he, he edited, so so there's,
0: there's the incentive.
4: <laughs> that's Watch definitely closer. a good incentive. What he, was that, let, Dan? I said, yeah, definitely a good incentive. So he says, let me, let me, uh, yeah, if we can get closer to home, better. So let me, let me talk to my guys. Let's see what we can do. He actually kind of shakes his head. It says, if, if, uh, if worse came to absolute worst, we could blow out that section, have the entire first class area sealed which would prevent uh, oxygen and other things from escaping but we could get rid of that section pretty, and I would say easily, but we could we would just kind of have a hole in the ship mm. but it would be sealed so we wouldn't be losing life support or anything else like that
1: mm-hmm. oh, I didn't buy any shares in this particular venture so it does not bother me
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not, you know, I have no uh dealing with this I'm good with that and moving on mm-hmm. uh so okay so while you're talking to um the engineer flip the flip. oh yes
0: Oh, no. So, what did you draw?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say uh, one of the cards was bad news. Um, I didn't know there was a card called bad news. This is fun. Uh, <laughs>
0: never. You have a strange idea of fun. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, I'll bring that up to therapy. So... <laughs> i like, I don't have a ton to, to, to talk about this week already. But anyway, moving on. Basically, while you're listening to the engineers, it's, yeah, all right, let me see what we got. It's going to take a lot of my men and all my, my, my uh, uh, workers to try to get this going. We might be able to get some help from some of the other passengers who have some engineering experience and, and uh, spacewalk experience to try to get the cutout from the other side. We will definitely have to move every, almost everybody from first class. Uh, which he kind of goes, yeah, that also involves your, uh, your pac quarters, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, let me see what I can do. And then you hear, uh, sir, sir, uh, what is it? Uh, I think we have a, uh, somebody here, sir? It's, uh, what is going on? And then is when you start hearing the gunfire.
0: Oh, cr- oh,
4: good. You, of course, hear the... Damn Mimbari! Pam, 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 Damn Mimbari! Pam, pam! Pam, 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 pam! And you hear people running and screaming and out, get out, get out, everyone out! People just getting massacred left, right, and center. And it's, again, um, if you were to look up the people in engineering, there are a number of Mimbari who were part of the engineering crew because part of the technology is Mimbari-based so yes she is shooting up a whole bunch of people you guys can hear it over the over the comm link and there is actually a um, you actually do hear a little bit of uh, you stop don't do that don't uh, i got it i got over here come on come on let's do it and you uh give me a notice check from both of you i'd say uh, Meregrat, oh. too, but I think she's uh, doing something at the moment.
5: No, I've
1: returned
4: triumphant. Uh, <laughs> I'm i not going to ask what you were triumphant at, but I'm just going to say we'll, we'll go ahead and make a dice roll. 14. 14, all right.
5: 17.
4: Eka. 17. One of your better uh, notice checks. And who, 23. 23, okay. Mm. Wait a second. You all three
0: rolled 11. Oh,
1: dear. <laughs> nice, no, made That's a an, statistical anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely, but not super impossible. That's uh, always... Again,
0: an anomaly,
1: but...
4: Exactly. It, it's not improbable. Sorry, not impossible, but not probable, but there it is. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just think that was just funny. So, Julie is the one who notices the sound of a paro in the background who is also sounds like he's returning fire and he's trying to get people at least out of the section as fast as possible while telling those who are getting past to uh, go get security, you know, alert them to what's going on. And, but you actually start hearing him fight back. And again, the captain is furious and you can almost hear the frosting at the mouth as she's screaming, damn Minbari, damn Minbari and uh, shooting up. And again, this is all, this is as close to a radio drama as you guys have heard in a long time, simply because this is very much uh, like you're you're on a, uh, you're on a phone call listening to uh, something horrible happening on the other side. And as far as you could tell, well, Dooley is the one who actually hear, hear this better. Um, Aparo's putting up a good fight, but you know, she just keeps screaming, keeps firing and you can hear him getting hit multiple times. But he just keeps like, does, you know, just returns fire. You can hear the rustling of movement and he just keeps getting hit over and over and over again.
0: Here's a question,
4: how far are they from where we are? Well, you're in second class to get to engineering is all the way in the back, if you had to trace this. If you were to, let's just say, run, and let's just say we're running at the speed of plot, because everything <laughs> it's runs at the speed of plot. plot. <laughs> Actually, uh, when you guys, how far can we get there, and, and everyone's like, oh, and they're thinking, oh, God, we have to get to engineering. It's gonna be through the, um, the, the steerage area. Well this is going to take us too long.
0: Yeah, no. So I'm going to turn to Ty. Milgram stands
4: up and says, if you turn to the left after leaving, there's a uh, engineering... uh, engineering... uh, board was coming to my head was turbo lift, but it's not correct. Basically a vacuum tube they use for transporting uh, equipment from this section to engineering very quickly. If you get in that, you can be there.
1: Why don't you call your cop friends and have that's them? What I was, yeah, get that's there what yeah, that's I was gonna
0: say. Throw a bunch of gas in there right now. Yeah. Okay. So I'm hanging up, I'm calling Kali and saying, uh, Aparo's found them. They're in the engineering such and such. We were talking to the lead engineer. Um they, he's shooting she is shooting everyone. Uh bring gas. She basically uh, goes like, "Got it, got it. Engineering section. In
4: the the like, looking on for the chief engineer. It's like, found kind of his his sink. Okay, there it is." And it's so, like, "All right, we've got to release more, we'll release some morph gas. All right, got it, got it. You know, hit it." She says, "Okay,
0: get medics gas. there.
4: Alerted. Go ahead. He's he like, 'I'll I'll let Doctor Rule knew and we'll get more uh, medics from med bay there. Got it.'" She says, you know, "Good, you know, good work, Julie." Uh, I know this is probably just a weird situation, but good work, Let's hopefully this is taken care of. Thanks.
1: I sure so, didn't do anything. Thanks
0: anyway. What? Yeah,
5: no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, notice the only one she thanked was Doo-Lee, so...
4: Yeah. <laughs> who was um, the one who called in the information, so... Yeah, you know, no, there's... I'm just
5: saying, like, the thanks went to the, the correct and also competent place.
0: <laughs> God.
5: Like, All right. I'm, like, Dooley's clearly the only adult in this situation.
1: Uh, Dooley <sighs> was about to go vacuum-tube herself right into the massacre, so... No,
0: no, I had turned to you and said, Ty, and I was going to say call the captain, but you came out with the idea first, so... But, regardless, yes, mm-hmm. thank you, we're, we're Okay, since Ty, you're you're kind of directing this thing. What do you? Should we head there? I mean, if Aparo's down, and the captain's still up,
1: then the captain will shoot us. Now we would just be in the way. I think we should wait here until they're done. With I think this. that's the one way Okay. I'm not interested in getting shot. Me neither.
3: <laughs> ah, could this quite possibly be a showdown in a no-man's land for a cowboy of the modern day? Uh, that is what to say, yes? Ah, uh, uh, don't correct me. You can instead come back and join us for another tale of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story, and... Yes, please, come back and enjoy us, or I have to tell this tale again and again and again to these people. What do you want from me? I can only reboot so many times! And
2: that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Odyssey, a Babylon 5 RPG podcast, or Reddit, r slash odysseyb5. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing, utilizing the OGL gaming license for D20. Our audio engineer is Gabriel Belden. Our theme music, Titan Striker, was composed by Evan King, Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at TabletopAudio.com. All other music provided by Creative Commons License and is available of information on our website. Once again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.